Nourish Health, the science behind wellness. Welcome to our second podcast. When we were thinking about what we should talk about this time, we thought, let's look at the season. It's spring. Spring has sprung. And at this time of year, what are we normally doing? We're coming out of our winter hibernation. We're getting out and about more. And we're starting to think about the sunshine and the good times ahead in summer. It's one of my favourite times of year. Is it one of yours, Jodie? Yeah, I like that it's a bit lighter in the mornings, feel a bit more motivated to get out of bed and get on with some exercise. Absolutely. I know I'm at home um, starting a bit of a spring clean, trying to do a Marie Kondo, declutter my life, declutter my lifestyle a little. But I'll tell you what, at this time of year, I do it every year, um, I panic about showing my winter bod with all those um, extra COVID kilos. And I start to think about things like getting back to a more sensible, healthy, um, fresh diet and maybe cutting down on some of those comfort foods as well as hitting the pavement a bit and exercising and trying to get into shape a little. Um, So if you're like me, you're probably considering to do some kind of detox or fast kickstart things you know because we have been a little bit sluggish so this is why we've decided to talk about detoxing this month. Um, Jodi, our nutritionist at Nourish and I are going to discuss detox, diets, juice fasts um, and what does that actually really mean and is it the right way to make um, sensible lifestyle changes, long-term changes for your health. What we've really kind of in having a little bit of a discussion, we thought that um, detoxification is actually a naturally occurring function of the body. So why is it that we have to do some extra detoxing? And our thinking is that we really need to reframe this conversation and talk more about um, rather than detoxing, about lightening the load and making it a long-term ongoing part of our lifestyle. So Jody, tell me what you think about detoxification and what does detoxification mean? Well, it's a confusing term these days. Um, it's often mu- misused. We hear about all types of detoxification plans, supplements and um, diets that saturate social media and advertising and promise um, miracle cures and cleansers. Um, I know, the lemon and ginger. <laughs> that was <laughs> well, one, wasn't it? syrup and cayenne, watercress uh, soup. That lettuce soup one, yeah, I know. Um, so, yeah, miracle cleansers and juice fasting um, that generally may be a little bit misguided. So should we be detoxing? In a short answer, probably yes. Um, but if you want to um, go about it, we would ideally um, have a tailored plan to suit individual needs. Um, we'd want to consider your diet. Is it poor? Is it full of processed foods? Is it nutritionally deficient? Um, we'd want to factor in your general health status. Are you on any medications? Do you have a chronic disease? How much daily exercise ma- you may do or may not do? Um, and then your potential environmental exposures to toxins. And this can include your workplace. For example, um, heavy metal exposure. Are you a panel beater? Are you working uh, on a farm? So down here, 
our wonderful wine industry. Are working on winery, yes. <laughs> yes. Um, there's the potential to be exposed to a lot of pesticides, fertilisers and chemicals. Um, and then just in our home, what sort of plastics are we um, using in our daily life to store food in, heating food in microwaves, um, body care products, lotions, etc. Um, so we need to look at our um, environmental exposure on a day-to-day basis as well. So in what you're saying is that not only do we need to look at what we're eating in a bigger picture thing, we need to do a 360 review of what we're taking in everywhere yeah. all around us. Exactly. So here we head to my favourite organ, other than the heart, of course, um, the liver, the star of detoxification. So Jodie, how does the liver do such a wonderful job of detoxing? Yeah, Our liver um, is a filter, essentially. It filters our blood. Um, so blood um, laden with nutrients um, and toxins um, from our food and from the environment um, filters through the liver and the liver prepares the toxins for excretion from the body through four main elimination pathways, one being the skin, two kidneys, three our stools and bowel movements, and four sweat. Ideally, these pathways are working efficiently and we want to support these pathways. So looking at those four different pathways um, that the liver gets rid of not just um, toxins but all waste products, uh, what might be indicators that things are not working as efficiently as they should be working? What what signs and symptoms might, might we be getting? Yeah, so um, people often do show um, signs and symptoms of being overloaded. This can include skin issues such as acne, boils, eczema or psoriasis. Um, constipation, um, if you've got a sluggish bowel, it's a sure sign that you're not removing to- toxins efficiently and um, can lead to other health conditions. And we want to ideally see um, efficient um, digestive and bowel movement. Um, night sweats um, is a sign that your liver is struggling a bit. Um, I do want to differentiate that night sweats can be caused by diabetes or yes. menopause yes. Um, and do, plenty of reasons yeah so night sweats though are a sure sign that your liver um, is working overtime so i guess it, what what it should be doing during the day it's not even getting the chance to so it's having to do it at night and potentially that's why it's you, yeah. um, playing catch up i mean it's so busy dealing with um detoxifying whatever's incoming during the day you might have to do a bit of overtime at night Gosh. we all know those we all hate words, overtime we? <laughs> <laughs> um, and another sign may be hormonal imbalances um, so the liver is an organ for breaking down hormones as well um, we often see issues here with elevated cholesterol or estrogen a- excess um, when the liver is perhaps overloaded these hormones are not removed or processed efficiently causing excess or imbalances and commonly I do see people with heavy periods or clotty periods, elevated cholesterol and this is often a sign that the liver may be overloaded and then there's abnormal liver function test results which um, is a common blood test. Um, Yes, it is a routine blood test that you would have in a general checkup with at your GPs and it's often a very big red flag that there is damage or 
something, some dysfunction of your liver. Uh, one of the things we were having a chat about before is that there are two types of, um, you know, liver diseases broken up into two types and one everyone knows about, which is the alcoholic fatty liver disease, which is generally caused by excess alcohol consumption. But what we're unfortunately seeing is a huge rise in what they term as non-alcoholic liver fatty liver disease and where um, the body is actually storing fats in the liver and that is making it, um, well, causing it problems in functioning as an elimination organ. Uh, we were chatting about children are actually um, now showing signs of these mm. this disease. What's the statistics? I can't remember. What was it, Jodie? Um, well, the research is indicating that um, non-alcoholic fatty liver disease um, is affecting 10 to 20 percent of the general paediatric population. We're talking um, children uh, that it aged even between eight and teenage years, um, which is quite a concern. Um, yeah, so as you mentioned, historically, liver abnormalities are commonly associated with excess alcohol consumption, known also as cirrhosis of the liver disease. Um, but now we see change due to diets high in processed foods and fructose consumption. So that's where we don't give a plug to things like corn syrup and <laughs> definitely <laughs> not a nasty bear. food additive yeah <laughs> yes um i i guess the other biggie is also the long-term use of medications some some, some of the over um over-the-counter and prescription medications also are processed by the liver and eliminated by the liver so you have to be aware that any chronic uh intake of medications can have a long-term effect. One of the things that we often take without even thinking about because most people think it is harmless is paracetamol and, in fact, uh, it's quite easy to overload your body and overload your liver with how much paracetamol you take. So what we're recommending is not for people to go out and stop taking every uh, any medication that they've been put onto by their GP or what they're taking for a condition, but just to maybe be a little bit more mindful about how often you are taking it and whether you need an occasional break of um, and lightening the load. What we would recommend is if you are thinking of cutting down your medication or do want to cut down your medication is please come in and speak to our pharmacist before you do so. Yeah, so um, obviously there's um, prescription medications and over-the-counter medications and the other um, drug, as so to speak, is recreational drug use that will also um, is considered a toxin that will impact the liver. Yes. So um, if you tick any of the boxes, uh, skin issues, constipation, night sweats, hormonal imbalances or... Um, abnormal liver function test results. You may want to look at um, ways of lightening the load. Right, I'm in. Okay, <laughs> what do we do? <laughs> How do we do it? How do we go about? What are the things that we can do? Yeah, so there's numerous ways to go about this, um, depending on your health status, your lifestyle, your personal preferences. Um, fortunately, to a point, the liver is able to regenerate new cells and heal, but we need to provide the right ingredients for this to happen. Um, so we want to look at avoiding or reducing uh, the toxic load. 
Um, so starting with our food. Um, go. I guess that's sort of going organic then, is it? When you can, no pesticide? Ideally, absolutely. So going organic wherever possible and um, looking at our key nutrients that are required for supporting liver detoxification. So phase and which one. which ones are they? Yeah, so phase one, we're looking at B2, B3, B6, B9, or your folates. And, and phase B12. Two. And phase two? Um, good quality amino acids, um, which is found in your protein-type foods. Um, so for different reasons, obviously, as we've alluded to, people aren't necessarily eating nutritionally optimal diets. So um, that does put a bit more pressure on the liver's ability to do its job. Sure. And then there's the chemicals that you put on your body. We talked about those. So you can also look into the additives and the um, try to go as natural as possible and look at the ingredient list and try and make sure that you're taking the least number of chemicals and the most natural chemicals if you are using any, you know, deodorants, lotions, shampoos, that kind of mm, thing. Yeah. So they all can contain synthetic chemicals, but luckily... These days we see an increased market and demand for more natural products. Yes, yeah. I guess the other one that is a big biggie um, and living in the wine region <laughs> of the southwest, I think we're all a bit guilty of this, is alcohol consumption. We're heading into Christmas and uh, there's no doubt a lot of celebrating to be done at the end of the year saying thank goodness that 2020 is over yeah but um, maybe until then it might be an idea to look at kind of keeping that alcohol consumption mm. down, right down. Uh, having alcohol free days limiting the number of standard drinks that you're drinking you know yeah. we don't limit we don't necessarily expect everyone to be teetotalers but if you're trying to lighten the load and what we're really talking about is small, consistent changes over a long period of time yeah and depending on your health condition it may mean no alcohol or if you can um, manage moderate alcohol intake like you might do four alcohol free nights a week and on the three days that you drink you might just limit yourself to two drinks for example or one yes <laughs> <laughs> if you want to be especially good yeah uh, what about coffee and tea intake? Yeah, so coffee, like one a day, is generally considered okay, but it's more about um, the volume of coffee or caffeine that you're having and what we actually add to our coffee. Yeah, this is one of my little, um, <laughs> again, a bug, but I seem to have a lot, don't <laughs> I? <laughs> is that uh, when you're making coffee or the old-fashioned way of making a coffee with just hot water and uh, a, a little dash of milk, but there's so many of us that are avoiding milk and dairy products at the moment that we've gone to coffee substitutes such as, um, you know, almond, soy, oat, rice milk, whatever, uh, and and that that's great and there's you know some valid health reasons for doing that but mm. one of the things we do highly recommend is to look at what is el what else is in those coffee substitutes because i know i've been horrified to see things like corn syrup rice malt sugar maltodextrin yeah yeah maltodextrin emulsifiers um all sorts of things and vegetable oils, you know, which are very inflammatory. Um, so it is something that if you're going to detoxify, it's not just the caffeine in those takeaway mm. coffees and stuff. Yeah, and with our coffee we want to consider, well, not 
only the coffee but how many we're having a day eight is not really a good plan um, and what we're adding to it aside from the milk which is sugar yeah. um, so there we go again loading up with um, glucose and fructose which we can't necessarily um, utilize and then the other part of it is energy drinks as well so high in caffeine and uh, another liver loader the one the other one that um, I'm not going to say is a bugbear because it um, is deep fried foods. Yeah, and you're looking at your sugary and um, but even salty fried snacks like your chips and corn chips and things like that with their levels of trans fats in them. Definitely. Uh, so they're they're um, those processed foods have those extra fats in them that make it harder to for your liver to function normally. So. That's a few things that we can do. But, Jody, I look around and I do see a few liver detox formulas on the shelves here. So why can't I just come in and ask for a liver detox formula? And, and that'll solve my problem, surely. Hmm. Well, I can certainly offer you a great supplement, Linda. Um, I am a fan of uh, milk thistle or curcumin um, for supporting liver detoxification. But the key word is supporting and it does need to be taken in conjunction with lifestyle and diet as part of a supportive um, plan to um, support the liver in a holistic way. <laughs> okay, righto, fair enough. <laughs> can you give you... Um, a few tips on how to do that. Um, obviously, there's no point in having a supplement and going home and drinking a bottle of wine tonight. No, okay. <laughs> it's not going to do the trick. How did you know that I was going to do that? <laughs> um, so we want to ensure regular bowel movements, and for this we need, again, to look at diet and exercise. Uh, we want to encourage sweating through exercise or maybe a nice relaxing steam room or sauna. Um, we could possibly look at intermittent fasting. That does work well for some people when it's done properly. Yes. So that's the five and two Michael so Mosley plan. Uh, not going crazy in the two days that you can. <laughs> well, five days where you can just eat whatever you like and two days of fasting um, needs to be done sensibly. Yes, yes. <laughs> um, with a good plan. And then there is also the um, eighteen and uh, 16 and 8-hour method where you don't eat for 16 hours and there's just an 8-hour um, window for eating each day. And, again, it does work for some people but it needs to be done sensibly and with good planning and may not be suitable for everyone depending on medical conditions. Um, some people, depending on their health conditions like skin symptoms, for example, um, may need a food elimination plan. So we get rid of those high allergen type foods um, that are commonly associated with um, not being supportive of liver function. So you're looking at your gluten, your dairy, your sugar, your coffee, your alcohol, all the things we've mentioned. Mm. Um, even stress, you know, is um, can be potentially detrimental to liver function, but that's obviously not a food elimination plan. It's a lifestyle management plan. Yes. <laughs> um, and then again, we also want to look at fluid intake, which is not the alcohol kind, but the water H2O kind. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> um, so um, two litres of, of water a day to support the kidney um, elimination pathway. Um, on eliminating um, byproducts, waste and toxins is very supportive. And, um, you know, it's not about starving oneself for days uh, on, or living on juices. <laughs> yeah, no, juices um, are definitely an issue, aren't they? Because when you essentially have a juice, 
you're taking, you're having high sugar, high fructose, so you are overloading the kid, even though it's natural, you are overloading the liver and also by taking out the fibre, you're potentially constipating yourself yeah. too. So, and you're uh, not providing those um, amino acids are vital, um, vital to supporting phase two elimination pathways so as well. So you would be better off really rather than doing a straight juice um, if you really wanted to go down that path would be to do a smoothie mm. detox or a smoothie lightening the load a couple of days because you could still get the fibre, you could add a protein supplement in with your smoothie. Definitely. And you would be still getting those important B group vitamins and um, help and getting the fluid. So, Jodie, that leads us very nicely, thank you, into our um, reasons of why we've launched our Nourish membership plans. Um, we've had a lot of people coming in and asking for advice and what we truly believe is that it's small, consistent things over a um, long period mm. of time. So it's um, no good just changing something dramatically and not being able to continue that on long term. So the membership plans were formed with a, a way of giving you support and advice over a long period of time, um, and which we've put into a yearly plan. We will put a link towards at in the show notes at the end, um, where we will where you can have a look at the different plans and the different levels. We've tried to cater to a variety of needs and a variety of whether people how in depth people want to go and how chronic or how important their health conditions are in getting fixed quickly. Um, so what we've based our memberships on is having a nutrition consult, a comprehensive one, and then it's the number of follow-up nutrition consults that um, vary between the three different plans. And um, in the very top-level plan, we do offer a microbiome or a um, DNA genetic testing um, section that you can add on to that particular plan. That is um, essentially for people who have uh, particular issues that they want to look at with regards to their the way they process things, the way they, um, they if they've got gut issues or whatever. But you know, we can come and talk. We can talk to you if you're not sure of which plan would suit you the best. Come in and have a chat to us, and we can have a brief little chat to work out which will be the best one for you. The other thing, which is common to all three plans, is that we have um, come up with our Nourish Wellness Boxes, which are a seasonal look at what we think may be of benefit and of interest to to you, and um, they're valued at up to two hundred dollars her wellness box and um, I can't wait to get mine. <laughs> anyway, more details further in the um, links at the bottom of the podcast. So Jodie, that brings us to the end of our second podcast. Thank goodness we got through. <laughs> well, thanks for having me, Linda, yeah. and I hope that our listeners have got something out of this today. Thank you for your wise words and your guidance as ever. Um, as ever, if we if you'd like to give us some feedback, we would very much appreciate it. Um, we would love to have your suggestions for further podcasts. And if you found the, the information that you got here today useful, please comment 
and maybe even share to your socials so that um, more people get to listen. Thanks very much. If you've got any questions, always come and see us at Nourish. Yes, come see us (laughs) at Nourish. Thanks. Bye. You've been listening to Nourish Health, the science behind wellness.